This is the Eric in the Morning podcast brought to you by ComEd. ComEd is suspending disconnections and waiving any new late charges through at least July 1st. If your service has already been disconnected, please call us at 800-334-7661. Here is Hey, I Was Wondering. Comes to us from Emma today. It's 5.56. Uh, hey, Eric, I have just started to go back into work this week. It's great to be able to listen again. Thank you, Emma. Nice. Nice to have you back. Of course, like most workplaces, my workplace is requiring us to wear a mask when we are inside the office. Okay. Not surprising, right? Nope. I was wondering, how do I prevent my glasses from fogging up while I'm wearing a mask? (laughs) It's become a bit of a problem that uh, it seems every few minutes when I breathe too heavily, my glasses fog up pretty significantly. I've tried taking my glasses off, but it's hard to conduct the work on my computer without them. And then when I pull the mask down, I get the hairy eyeball from people about it. Mm-hmm. Is there one tried and true method from those that have been going to work and wearing masks? Uh, how to prevent your glasses from fogging up? That's a great question. Very functional. Very top of mind. Very topical with the life that we live right now. Mm-hmm. Anybody know? 312-233-1019. Have you experienced a similar dilemma and solved it already yourself? And you can pass along that guidance and information to Emma. 312 312- Two three three one zero one nine. Wearing a mask, got your glasses on. They keep fogging up. Now what do you do? Uh, hi there, Nurse Sandy. So Emma went back to work and is having a problem. Her mask is fogging up her glasses. Any thoughts on that? Yeah. So and I'm. This isn't for um, cloth masks, but like because we wear the regular loop air loops, and if you put a piece of tape over your nose, um, and then as you like. Print it to your nose. It helps. Um, it prevents it. And I wear glasses. Wait a minute. Um, so so. Uh, tape over your actual nose or tape over the nose part of the mask? So on the inside of the mask, uh-huh. put a piece of tape. By oh. where it goes by your nose. Oh. Like roll it up. Don't put it flat oh. like you do that little roll thing. No, roll no. Back. You like tape the tape on the inside of right. the nose like where you can pinch it on your nose to shape it to your nose on the inside. And right. then that will help. Right. Maybe. Right. Yeah. Maybe I, like a double-sided tape, so it sticks to your skin and the mask. And why? So. Why is everybody challenging you, Nurse Sandy? You're the one who does it every day. Feeling like, oh, so roll it up. Well, it's like, oh, how about double-sided? No, she's like, put a piece of tape right there, and then there, oh. you'll have tape right where the spot is. So when the breath comes up, the tape will will cause it to respond differently than the fabric of your mask would, right, Nurse Sandy? Right. Yeah. Oh, okay, so nothing gets taped to your face. It's just okay. the mask. Well, unless you're Melissa, then you can <laughs> well, go double-sided tape. Well, that's where I was confused. Uh, or perhaps okay. you, could have, you could have a tattoo put over your nose where the tape would go. Well, thank you for the clarification. Uh, you're a big help, Eric. Nurse Sandy. Thank you. Uh, hi, Nurse Anna. Hey, good morning. Hi, it's Emma's. my birthday. Thank you for letting me talk on the radio. Oh, happy, happy birthday. birthday. You know, you can talk all day long as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> hey, you're invited so, to our fireworks, by the way. We're having fireworks <laughs> away from today. For your Thank birthday. You. you should stop by for that. Special uh, invite. Uh, any way to f- uh, keep your glasses from fogging up? Yeah, I don't like the tape thing. It's really nerdy, and it's like a Biore strip when you pull that tape thing off. Uh-huh. I don't like doing that. Okay, so but, what do you advise? Um, what I... You have to you have to put the your eyeglasses the eyepiece of the eyeglasses on the bridge of the mask on your nose. Okay. So then, 
there it won't then it won't fog up so i worked in the or for 10 years and i've never had my glasses fog up when i do that and i don't use it all right so Mm. put the uh, nose pieces on the mask so the mask can be a little higher up the breath won't get to the lens as easily Correct. Aha. Gotcha. Man, see, we're learning a lot here. Let's go to the construction site. Hi, Don. How are we doing? Good morning, guys. Uh, great. Trying to keep the glasses from fogging up. Uh, it sounds funny, but it's called cat crap. Cat crap. Cat crap gets it done. That does sound funny. Yeah, what is cat crap? It, it is. It, it, it comes in like a small, like the Carmex. It looks like a Carmex little thing. Uh-huh. And it's, uh, you rub it on your glasses. It, it uh, gives a film on it. You wipe it off. And it actually is an anti-fogging device. What? Wow. So when we're welding and you got to have your shaky glasses on and you're welding, you're under there, you're breathing, of course, it tries to fog up, and this stuff actually works. Oh, wait, so it's like Rain-X. It is. It's exactly kind of like Rain-X. Uh-huh. Correct. Okay. Uh, and where might one acquire or pick up some cat crap, Don? Where do you buy they, that? They, you can get something similar at Menards, mm-hmm. but uh, usually it's uh, industrial supply places. They have them. You can walk in and grab them. Gotcha. Or you can just get an actual cat. You can get a cat and crap on your glasses. <laughs> That'll be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe stranger things have happened. If you got a cat, <laughs> what are they uh, that might be your move. Thank you, Don. <laughs> Thank you, Don. Have a good day. Oh, we lost Don. Oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. All right. Thank you, Don. Appreciate it. <laughs> cat crap. Top three things everyone likes it, but you don't. Uh, my buddy doesn't like the beach. Who doesn't like the beach? At number three, Jake, everyone likes it, but you don't. I don't like coffee. Coffee. Not a big fan. Take it or leave it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, Whippa doesn't understand you. Don't get it. (laughs) I'm not a huge coffee guy either. No? Mm. Really not. So you only drink it for the caffeine, right? Uh, Not even so much that. More the heat to kind of warm up my throat. throat? Really, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't actively seek it out. If I didn't work in an office, I wouldn't drink it. Uh, This one I do not understand. John, at number two, everyone likes it, but you don't. I don't like Portillo's. Have you lost your mind? What? Have you? Seriously, (laughs) do you have a head injury? What happened? <laughs> no, I, their, their hot dogs are disgusting. Their cake you're is so, dry. Oh, you're so wrong. Dry? Dry. Are you Lost, sure you've you been to the lost. right place? Are, are you sure? Yeah. yeah. You're sure you're not going to Patillo's? <laughs> no, you know, no, no, the no, knockoff no. place down the street that's trying to rip them off? I don't oh like their cake God. either. What? Oh, their cake is tremendous. You don't. You haven't had it's it. You boring. haven't had the chocolate cake. It's nothing to it. You've lost your mind. Oh my gosh! You have lost What's your mind. And finally, <laughs> in so at number one, the whole world likes it, but you don't, Tina. Tiger King. Tiger King. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Uh. The whole world was Tiger King nuts, and you're like, yeah, I don't get it, or what? No, I just I tried to watch it, and my boyfriend loves it, and I think it's. <laughs> weird i I just can't get the hype it is weird yeah there's no arguing that we were in a weird mind space all of us together when we decided to watch it. that is true i wonder if it would have the same impact under normal non-quarantine circumstances i don't don't think so if you're like i could go outside right now or continue this i think i'm going outside Uh, you might be right i saw this post from reddit uh, where a woman says i i she received a note from a friend about a party i went ahead and told her i would request off work and definitely be there for this woman's party Mm mm-hmm she even allocated money to splurge and buy her friend some nice baby gifts. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Then her friend suddenly changed the plan. About a week before the baby shower, I get a text from her saying this party would actually be a gender reveal party. Mm. Oh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were having a separate baby shower three weeks later that she wanted me to come to as well. 
So wow. she wants her to request off for the gender reveal party, mm-hmm. and then in three weeks request off again for the baby uh, the baby shower party. Right. Got it. I was slightly annoyed because I knew I was going to have to request off work again and buy another gift. I told her I would try my best to be there and wouldn't make any promises. Two days before the now gender reveal party, she texted in a group message of people and says there will be an entry fee of $20 to the party. Come again? The uh, gender reveal. Yeah, there's going to be a a cover charge. What? On the uh, gender reveal. $20. Uh, Okay. That's when I got angry. Uh, I texted my friend privately and told her that that I didn't have the extra $20 to spend on the gender reveal event. Uh, My friend wouldn't make an exception for the fee. What? (laughs) She wouldn't? What? And reminded me that I had already told her that I'd be there. You'll be there. You'll bring your 20 bucks. Oh, my God. $20 cover trick. So she's raising, you know, a little little cash to get the gender reveal going. Maybe, you know, a little little college fund foundation for the baby. Yeah, totally. Something like that. (laughs) Never heard of such a thing. The cover charge, the $20 cover charge for the gender reveal party. Mm -mm. Plus, you don't even know what's going to happen. Are they going to do something? For my 20 bucks, they better do something really cool. Like there must be a performer there. Or or you know, There there better be like five hot air balloons that come over. (laughs) And then they drop stuff that, you know, like water balloons that explode in the lawn in different colors. There better be a show. Yeah, because you're paying for some sort of entertainment. Right. There better be a show for that. Pitbull better come out at some point. Pitbull comes out either wearing a pink shirt or a blue shirt. Exactly. (laughs) Something like that. 312-233-1019. Let's talk about the concept of the gender reveal party. Have you been to one where they did the gender reveal in an unexpected way? Everybody's seen the softball that gets tossed and dad hits it and it explodes into a color. Or the balloons coming out of the box. Or the balloons coming out of the box. Or the golf ball being hit. Yeah. We've, we've seen these before. But have you experienced a gender reveal party that, well, they went about it in a different way to reveal <laughs> the gender of their child? 312-233-1019. 312-233-1019. If you have, what did you see? What did you experience? How did it go? Been to one, Melissa? Um, I have been to one, um, and all it was was cutting into a cake because nobody knew, so it was, like, simple and kind of sweet. But, um, yeah, it was cute to cut it open and then see everything pink. Uh, Whip, you ever been to one? No. Uh, Violetta, ever been to a gender reveal party? Yes, I went to two. One was boring. It was just, like, ducks in a bowl, water, blue water. I don't know. It was kind of weird. And then another one was with hard-boiled eggs. They would take them, the couple, and hit them against their forehead. Right. Like, blue and pink, blue and pink. They kept going back and forth. There was a whole case. And then the one that was right was raw. So... That one uh, ended up gotcha. on your face. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Uh, I see what happened there. Yeah, it was funny. Your gender reveal party that you attended, Ann, what happened? My daughter uh, made us answer trivia questions so we could earn a dart to throw it at a board with balloons on it. Me, me and her mother-in-law. Right. And so we did all our questions, and we threw all the darts to 12 balloons, and none of them revealed anything. She thought she was funny, so she brought out two more balloons for uh-huh. to answer two more questions. Uh-huh. And they were both filled with blue, so we're going to get a new grandson. Uh, there you uh-huh. go. Congratulations. Nice. Darts and balloons. I see it. Hey, Luke, the gender reveal party. Yeah, um, my I had my sister-in-law and her boyfriend uh, dress up in those blow-up uh, 
dinosaur bodysuit thing. Oh, sweet. Those are nice. Yeah, oh. I love dinosaurs. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I love uh, those. And uh, one, of them, one of them was pink, one of them was blue, and basically we had them run across the yard and whoever wanted what, what the, the gender was. Ah, oh, you see who watched racing blow up dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Yeah, and who won, the pink dinosaur or the blue dinosaur? Uh, the pink one. We're on our second girl. Ah, there oh, very nice. Proud uncle. Look at that. So Victoria Beckham has accumulated 14 engagement rings through her relationship with David Beckham. Yeah, just from one guy. I bet. I bet. 19 years together. So, you know, about every year and a half, brand new engagement ring. Mm -hmm. Keep them all in rotation. Yeah. Anybody listening who has more than one. Melissa, our phone lines are jammed. Oh, okay. We've been doing it wrong. Our phone lines are jammed. Hi, Gina. Hi. Uh, More than one engagement ring? I do. I have two. 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 And what are the circumstances that resulted in you getting two? Uh, well, one is my real engagement ring for my husband, and mm-hmm. the other one is my mom. And I keep them both because one's yellow gold and one's white gold, and I switch them out with my outfit. Ah, I got you. So you're <laughs> rotating nice. Rotating yeah. them based on fashion. Yeah. Yes. You're I like Victoria you. Beckham. I got you. All right, that works. Thank you for that. Hi there, Pamela. More than one engagement ring? I got three. Three. Get it, three. girl. And uh, how did this work out? Um, I felt that I needed an upgrade for the second one. And the third one was to convince me to marry him. The third one? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he, he, he threw two on the table that you didn't actually marry him, but kept him. The third one sealed the deal. The third one sealed the deal. Wow. Yes, it, I, that's, a, that's a guy that will not take no for an answer. Yeah. Was every ring getting bigger with each proposal? Yes. Ah. Okay. So yeah. you just were waiting for that bigger ring? The, the marquee, the marquee, yeah. the fancy marquee. It was gorgeous. Yeah, oh. you're waiting for the right <laughs> engagement okay. ring. You know, the two are like appetizers. You're waiting for the main meal, mm-hmm. the main event. Good for uh, you. Allison, more than one engagement ring? I have three. Three, another three. How did that happen? Uh, well, the one that he, like, proposed with, and, I mean, we were really young. I was pregnant with our first kid, and... He said, you know, in five years, I promise you, I'm going to get you the ring you deserve. And so five years in, I got the ring I deserved. And then um, the third one is my father-in-law gave me his mom's um, engagement ring. And do you rotate them all like the previous callers? I do, because sometimes I like to wear the original one just because, you know, it's like that was what made it happen. Right. Yeah. Right. But the one that you deserve. So is that like... did? Is it big? Is that like, did you deserve that, I mean, that big one? It's yeah. like, it's bigger. Right. It's, it's bigger That's the only question you've asked all three callers. <laughs> That's the only I question. I want to know how big it is. It's not about the story behind <laughs> it, the romance. <laughs> all, the only question you have asked is size. I'm just curious. Yeah. All right. And it is the bigger one? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is bigger. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, of course it is. Of but course. it's not like gaudy. It's not horrible. Right. You know? Okay. Right. If you get but a fourth one, bigger. that one's going to be really big and gone, <laughs> yeah. right? Right. The fourth yeah. one will have to be real yeah. big. Exactly. Call us back when that happens. So Melissa's going to ask you about it. <laughs> I'll keep you updated, Melissa. Yeah. Okay, thank Perfect. you. Thank you. How did your parents meet? It causes you a little embarrassment. Like, uh, you know, everybody was worried for the longest time, and now it's become a standard piece of society, the, the meeting through different uh, dating apps and websites yeah. and that kind of thing. But, you know. Seven, eight, ten years ago, people kind of hid that they met that way. Yeah. Because they felt there was a stigma that went along with it, and maybe their kids would be embarrassed by it. But now, it's pretty standard stuff. Totally. 312-233-1019.
What unusual way did your parents meet that you know about that even to this day you roll your eyes a little? Let's find out. Think there'll be any? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Like, I don't even know how my parents met, which tells me it's probably a weird way because they never told me. <laughs> You're better off. Right, I feel like if they haven't told me, then I shouldn't ask. There's a very good reason, right? <laughs> yeah. Don't you feel like everybody tells the story a little bit differently, too, if you're listening Probably. from mom or listening well, from dad? Do you Bronco and Vera met? I do. Um, does it's, it make you uncomfortable? It does make me uncomfortable. I don't think you're going to like this story. It's a, It's got a depressing twist to it. Oh, well, that, oh, <laughs> oh good. Let's not go down that road. Oh. Well, uh, at a funeral? So, okay, well, so my dad was um, was engaged to this woman also named Vera. Uh-huh. Um, she's... Then she wasn't around, and then um, okay, <laughs> that must be the depressing part. That is, yeah. So oh my then God. I can only guess. Yeah. So then my dad was driving uh, downtown Serbia, and um, is there a downtown the Serbia? Whole country just has run downtown. <laughs> yeah, and then was by it's like the downtown bus stop. Naperville, right? Yeah, was stopped. My dad by- was driving downtown <laughs> United States. <laughs> I know. Was stopped uh, by a bus stop, and my mom was there, and he's like, "Hey, I saw you at uh, the store. You work there, right?" And she's like. Yeah, and he's the like store. Yeah, and uh, he's like, I saw your name tag said Vera. And she's like, Yeah, that's my name. And then my dad's like, Cool, do you want a date? So it was weird because my dad uh, basically just replaced. He picked up your mom at a bus stop. Yeah, but he just like <laughs> replaced his first fiance with my mom. Same name. Weird... He had all the stuff. All right. Yeah, it's yeah. A weird story. Made it three easy. One two two three three one zero one nine. Sean Lowe from The Bachelor says he hopes his kids don't care someday that he and his wife Catherine met there on The Bachelor. They put together a special edited version so the kids in 10 years don't see Dad making out with 12 women in a hot tub. Yeah, that's awkward. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the strange way your parents met caused you to roll your eyes to this day. Hi, John. Yeah, my uh, my mom was my dad's secretary, and they had an affair while he was married to his first wife. Aha, uh-huh. aha. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, no. Mom dad had an affair with the secretary. Now that's mom and dad. That's so funny. Yeah. Does it bother you? A uh, little bit, but, you know, it worked out. There's four boys in five years, so it worked out pretty good. There you are. All right. That's fine. Uh, hi there, Jen. The strange way your parents met. Yes, my father was a cadet at the Air Force Academy, and my mother was married to one of his instructors, and they met at a social gathering. So yeah, your dad funny. married wow. one of his instructor's wives. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. How a dog. Do oh, you do that? Wow. <laughs> Oh it didn't last long. But. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. a little bit awkward. It <laughs> yeah. sure is. I, these are going to be awkward stories, I feel like. Uh, hi there, Shelly. The strange way your parents met. Definitely at a rocker bar in Michigan City, Indiana. Yeah! yeah. Go Michigan yeah. City! Melissa, of course. <laughs> Yeah. He was there with his friends. She was there with her friends, and she stopped the heck out of him. Yeah, a lot too. of acid wash jeans. <laughs> a lot of spray. Yeah. A lot of 80s glam rock. Yeah. Mom and dad hooking up in the bathroom. Ooh. Oh, God. Oh, don't go oh. there. Not that. Dr. Kevin Most is going to join us, chief medical officer with uh, Northwestern Medicine, Central DuPage Hospital. Okay. He has joined us over the uh, course of this entire pandemic during the stay-at-home order and through the different phases. As we get ready to move into phase four tomorrow, let's get his unique perspective on all of it. Hi, uh, Dr. Most. How are you? Good morning, Eric. I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're doing yeah, excellent. Excited you. for phase four. In your world, how different does that make things? Uh, you know, Eric, it really depends on uh, are we going to follow the leads of Texas and Arizona or are we going to continue to follow what we have seen work here in our state and uh, behave a little bit better than some of the other states? Mm-hmm. 
Is there anything to, uh, when you see the uh, stories coming out of Texas and Florida and Arizona, is there anything to, A, the uh, greater amount of testing is going to lead to more positive, and B, we're seeing more positives but fewer hospitalizations as though now it's getting into a second part of society that isn't affected in the same way? Yeah, so if, if you look, and you look especially in Florida and Arizona, you know, it's a lot more younger adults now that are that are testing positive, which isn't surprising, right? They're socially active. They feel that the infection won't impact them. They're not seeing bad outcomes within their peers, uh, and they're hearing so much about asymptomatic people. So it's not surprising that we're seeing the increased number of patients, uh, the number of positive patients. Our concern is when we start to see, like you were implying, what happens when we start seeing hospitalizations go up and ICU admissions go up? Look what's happening in Texas where they, adults have taken over a, a children's hospital because the rates are so high right now in Texas. Mm-hmm. Wow. Doctor, uh, for a long time we heard people theorizing that maybe with the heat, the summer months, the virus wouldn't live in these kinds of temperatures and heat would kill it, sunlight would kill it, etc., Uh, Is that totally out the window now that we see these super hot states in the heart of summer being the worst places? Exactly, Whip. I don't think it can get hot enough to kill this thing. So uh, you're absolutely right. You know, we were hoping that this would follow a similar trend to influenza where it decreases quite a bit in the summer. We still have cases of influenza in the summer, but very few. But this one has decided it's not going to follow that track at all. And as a matter of fact, is kind of ramping up, as you've said, in, in numerous parts of the country. Now we're all, almost to July 1st. We're starting phase four. Just uh, yesterday, the governor began the announcements on uh, different plans for people going back to school potentially in the fall. How safe, uh, Gina sent in a, a text, how safe do you really think it is to start in-person school in the fall? Yeah, the schooling is going to be one that uh, it'll be interesting to see how the schools come out. Are they going to do staggered starts? Are they going to stop at Thanksgiving? You know, especially for the colleges. I think the colleges you're going to see are going to go back full bore and then really end at Thanksgiving and come back after the first of the year. But when we look at the local schools, we're talking about grade schools and high schools, it's going to be very difficult to keep those people's masked and physically distanced because schools weren't built for that capacity to dilute it that much. So it'll be interesting to see what happens as far as how we're going to bring them back safely. And it's not so much them because we know that these kids will probably do very well with the infection, but they're coming home to grandparents. They're coming home to individuals who may be vulnerable, and that's going to be the biggest concern. And 847 asks, I know wearing masks is helping slow down the spread of the virus, but is it healthy for kids to wear masks for six hours while they're in school? Yeah, it's actually fine for them. You know, we talk about uh, will they be breathing in too much CO2? That is not true at all. With paper and cloth masks, we know that the the CO2 dissipates very quickly. Uh, We know that it's not very restrictive as far as them breathing in. So really, the masks are going to be the best, but you try to figure out how you're going to take anybody from the fourth grade down and convince them to wear a mask yeah. for a right. long period of time. Right. right. You know, and there's everybody's talking about summer travel, too. Uh, 630 text is, my husband and I are driving to northern Georgia for the week this weekend. We're practicing social distancing and using face masks. Aside from washing hands, using hand sanitizers, and the mask, is there anything else we should be doing while stopping for gas, gas and at rest areas along along the way? 
Yeah, you know, cleaning the gas pumps, definitely trying to pay at the pump as much as you possibly can. If you're going to go in just to use the washroom, you know, try to minimize your time there. The unfortunate thing, getting to Georgia, you're going to be driving through North Carolina, which is a state that's just increasing in numbers dramatically, South Carolina, which is increasing. So really, I just try to minimize and protect the environment that you're in. Your car is going to be fine. It's the uh, episodes of where you're going to stop. So, you know, Bringing your traveling food with you is probably a great idea, and then really kind of making sure that the gas pumps are clean because we know that they that they can sustain on a gas pump. Okay. Uh, um, some of the hospitals have been closing their COVID units around here um, because we haven't had enough cases yet. But if something were to happen and those cases were to start to increase, how quickly could they get those COVID rooms up and running again? Yeah, Melissa, you know, it's one of the things, like you said, we are seeing that. I'll just give you an example. Here at Central DuPage, we approached 90 patients at one time. We are down to about 20, 22 patients right now. So we've been able to cohort all of them in one wing, which is nice. But we also have kept all the capabilities for the others with a flip of a switch that we can switch those right back to COVID units. So we're trying to make sure that we know that this is probably going to come back in the fall. Let's not disband all the learnings we've had through the spring here and and forget about those. So we are ready to go pretty much with a flip of a switch to go back. And then it's really going to be about bringing that staffing back in because we need about double the staff to take care of a COVID patient than we do a regular patient. All right. So phase four starts tomorrow. The numbers get changed to groups of 50 people. Among the things that people are talking about is the ability to eat indoors under limited capacity. Uh, Somebody asked, uh, we have our anniversary this weekend. Does a doctor think it's safe to eat at a restaurant indoors or should we still remain outdoors? You know, I think anybody that can take the opportunity to eat outdoors, two things happen. One, your anxiety level drops down dramatically because you know who's around you. You see a lot of surrounding air, air circulation, and you have better control. So, I mean, if you're someone who is anxious about it, definitely do that. The other, I was talking to Swanee before we came on, you know, it's the issue of congregation before you even get into a restaurant now. With only 25% of the the capabilities, are we going to have clusters of people standing in front and they're saying, well, we're still less than 50, so we can still stand here. But that physical distancing is going to be really important. So if I was them for an anniversary, I'd say, hey, it's going to be beautiful this weekend. Find a nice outdoor place. Any closer to a vaccine, doctor? Any more optimism about that? No, you know, Eric, I think, you know, technology is going to probably help us in two ways. One, obviously, the speed of bringing the vaccine to play to, into play. But I think you're going to start to see an increase in the way we can monitor and test more quickly. You know, look at just Google breathalyzers and COVID. I think you'll see there's a lot of companies trying to do that. So if we can actually identify people who are negative, we can start to look at bringing schools back safely because we know no one will have COVID and they won't need to wear masks. Will we be able to go into sporting events now because mm-hmm. we'll be able to test everybody? So I think the testing portion of it will hopefully be here before the vaccine, which will allow us to get to where we want to be, being able to be in large groups that we all feel safe in. Well, is the testing getting better? It is. Is it improving? Absolutely, Melissa. The testing, the sensitivity and specificity of the testing is is dramatically better than it was in the past. And you're starting to see more capabilities. You know, when we first started here at Northwestern, we were able to do 90 tests a day. We now have a machine that can do 3,000 tests a night wow. and, and much more accurately than the ones we had before. 
Uh, Dr. Kevin, most one final note here. Uh, this from a 773. I really, really, really want to go to Vegas. Can I please? Oh, wait, that's from my phone. Ah! <laughs> All right, that's, hang on. That was, uh, I'll go uh, with you, though. That was from my phone. Uh, I want to go, too. Uh, any thoughts on that? Um. Yeah. You know what? If if you go, yeah. you know, bet red. That's all I say. Uh, there you go. You're going red. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Dr. Kevin Most, the Chief uh, Medical Officer with Northwestern Medicine Central DuPage Hospital. Dr. Most, we always enjoy having you on. Am I going to see you on the golf course this weekend? You certainly will if you're all there right. on Sunday. All right. Hey. Can't wait to see you. Thanks, Dr. Most. Take care. We'll see you soon. See you later. There he is. Always uh, insightful. Learn a lot when we talk to Dr. Most. This is the Eric in the Morning podcast brought to you by ComEd. ComEd is suspending disconnections and waiving any new late charges through at least July 1st. If your service has already been disconnected, please call us at 800-334-7661.